Welcome to Shroomland, the podcast where we explore strange and obscure media in an effort to understand how it feels to be on drugs without actually taking any. I'm Brittany. And I'm Taylor. Let's get into it. Disclaimer, this is explicit content and contains all of the possible spoilers. Proceed with caution. So today, we're going to be talking about Border, which was directed by, uh, I guess it's Ali Abasa? I might have said that wrong. I'm really sorry, dude, if that's not right and you ever hear this. But, like, also, what did you do? <laughs> um, so Taylor's going to read us a quick IMDb description. A customs officer who can smell fear develops an unusual attraction to a strange traveler while aiding in a police investigation, which will call into question her entire existence. So IMDb rated this 7 out of 10 stars. It was nominated for an Oscar. It won 18 awards and had 29 nominations for awards that were not Oscars. And it currently has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, which blows my mind. Bro, it's fucking bananas. And (laughs) if you guys haven't heard of this movie, you'll understand why that's super bananas. Like, immediately. (laughs) So, what drew you to this movie? Okay, so basically what happened was I had seen the movie The Shape of Water, which we will be talking about later with one of my friends. It was her fault. Uh, And then she was like, here's this other super weird movie. We should watch it because I have this reputation of being someone that also, like, in addition to reading very strange books, watches very strange movies. And... Then we talked about starting this podcast, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I have to watch it. And it's on Hulu. So I did. And I drank a lot of wine, and I'm kind of sad about the whole situation. (laughs) All right. What are five words you would use to describe this movie? Okay. Number one, trolls. Number two, maggots. Number three, penis. Number four, forest. Number five, Swedish. In the event that you didn't already think that the Swedish people were fucking weird enough, I hope that this will lead you to just, like, add the evidence in to your little folder. Those words were deeply upsetting, and they (laughs) are very confusing given the description that was provided by IMDb. I feel like that is not at all representative of what this movie is going to be. Oh, let's talk about it. But um, based on those five words, do you have any thoughts on what this might be about? Troll people eating corpses in the woods. That is my best guess based on your five words. You know, it's not right, but it feels like a better movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so... Let's get into it a little bit. Uh, I'm actually going to start to read what uh, what I wrote before I actually saw this, based on my understanding of what the movie was, because I had actually read the Wikipedia page first. Swedish people, or Swedish movie, Troll People, looks like it's going to be a weird movie that gets people off on the idea of watching people with disabilities fall in love. What's the name for that? Like, when people get off on how people with disabilities are just, like, existing like humans in the world. Um, and so basically... Uh, this is a tangent off of that little note. The word I was looking for is inspiration porn. We in our social media will link a TED talk 
that this woman did about inspiration porn. It's really interesting. She does a really good job talking about it. But like, it's basically the idea that people get off on the idea that people with disabilities just, you know, like, live and, you know, do everyday things, work and like make themselves food and do stuff. But we're like, oh my God, it's so inspirational. And she's just like, can you fuck off? Like, I'm just living my goddamn life. And so, there are so many people that I want to say that to every day. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> yes. So if you guys want to watch really good TED Talk, that will be available uh, and linked. Highly recommend. Um, but <laughs> I go on. Not the point. That's what the commercial leads you to believe. But apparently she's actually a troll, not a person. And this dude shows her the ways of the troll, like eating maggots. And then this motherfucker is like kidnapping babies for prostitution or fucking, I don't know, but it's messed up. And the girl gets pregnant, maybe haven't actually watched it. <laughs> but now, now I have watched it. <laughs> <laughs> so was that accurate? <laughs> Kinda. She didn't get pregnant, mm. but we'll talk about it. So, I mean, that we, might be for the best, given that babies are being sold into prostitution. I mean, she doesn't get pregnant, but someone does. So, we're gonna get into it. So, we have our main character. Her name is Tina. She's actually, she ends up being, like, decently cool, so we're gonna, we're gonna give her a name. Her name is Tina. Um, <laughs> Only cool people get names. <laughs> Men who have... fuck mushrooms do not get names. No, they are dude one, dude two, but Tina... While a troll and eating maggots seems like a relatively cool person. You'll find out more. <laughs> and so Tina is a customs officer. It looks like, so this is kind of where the commercial gets into, you think she might have a disability. There's something different about the way she looks. It looks kind of akin to Down syndrome, but not quite. Like you, I don't know if you get, if anyone's seen Hereditary, but it kind of looks like how the main, except like more dramatic. Oh, okay. there's the main character you're like like am I supposed to notice that she doesn't necessarily look the way that other people look or am I supposed to like like is this me being an asshole or is there something to this but there is something to it also as a side note that movie made her look way weirder than she does in real life yeah so it was obviously intentional and they were like trying to get you to think about it but yeah, so it's, like, kind of the same vibe for anyone that understands our reference. If you don't, I'm sorry. Um, and so she is really good at her job because she has the capacity to, like, smell people's feelings or something. So you catch this because, like, first scene in the movie, there's this dude, there's, like, a bunch of people walking by, and it's the strangest customs thing I've ever seen in my life. They're just two people standing on the side of a hallway, and they, like, point at people to come with them, but they're not doing any checks on everyone. It's just on specific people they point out. So, I don't know if there's, like, a security line somewhere else that checks everyone, or if this is, like, the only people, but it's weird. Also, probably vaguely problematic. Yeah, also, like, definitely not America, where they check all of us for everything, always. But, yeah, so they have to, like, point people out. And Tina's very good at this job because she can tell when someone's nervous or hiding something or has, like, malintent. And so early on, you see that she asks this one guy, and, like, he looks like a businessy guy. He looks like he's got fucking shit going on. Also, side note, people that look like this cannot be trusted, but this guy... <laughs> So she asks to see inside his suitcase. They like pull him into a room, her and her um, male counterpart. They're in this back room. 
going through all of his stuff and she's like there is something here um there's nothing in a suitcase and then she asks for his phone and he loses his fucking mind and so then she's kind of fucking with his phone for a second she pulls the back off of it and finds like a chip uh like a computer chip or something and this dude loses his shit tries to swallow the chip they have to call in another police officer. You find out that this guy is in, like, a pedophile ring or something. And ensues an investigation. This might not be, like, the most relevant thing, but when was this movie made? Wherein, like, a, g- a guy has a phone that you can just pull the back off of. I want to say it was the cover that they pulled off. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> but for uh, information, the movie was made in 2018. Oh, that's more recent than I expected. Or maybe not made, but like... But out. released. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then she ends up getting involved in the investigation for this pedophile ring because the detective in charge of it is like, how did you know about this? And she's like, I can like smell people's feelings. And so like in the undercurrents of this movie, this is not the main point of the movie there's like so much other stuff going on but in the undercurrents of the movie is this woman who has the capacity to smell emotions that is helping uncover a pedophile ring and that's not the main point of the movie no it like wow. come, it comes back around but it's really like there's maybe like two scenes about it over the course of this like two plus hour movie it it's really, like, not as big a point as you feel like it should be. And so then she ends up meeting this guy on the job. And she's immediately intrigued by him because he looks like her in the way that, like, she looks different. He looks different in the same way. Like, if it were Down syndrome, they look like they both have Down syndrome. So she's, like, immediately intrigued by him. He's obviously also immediately intrigued by her. But she also smells something off about him. So they search his bag. How useful would that be? Just to be able to smell people's feelings. I know. If you could smell people's intent, you imagine the number of situations you could just get yourself out of before. Yeah. That would just be such an incredible ability. Useful in so many industries. Uh, it would, Yeah. And it's great. I feel like they really needed to make a bigger deal of it. But that also, like, there's, like, a bit at the beginning, and it obviously is a very big catalyst of things, but it's also not We're just kind of breezing by that one. Yeah, it's also not a big enough deal. So this guy that looks like her, she's looking through his bag. Um, Seems normal for a minute, and then she finds, like, a container full of maggots. And then she's like, uh what and he says something about how he like is into bugs and she's like cool because that's an acceptable answer i like bugs so i carry (laughs) around maggots with me maybe he said that he worked with them or something i don't know but like in my mind he was just like i think bugs are cool and she was like oh my god okay and then (laughs) that checks out and then she was like you can go through customs with that and he was like cool all this natural talent and none of the common sense. I know. Also, she's, she seems like a cool lady later on. But, yeah. Oh, and so then, the like you're just, she's like living her life, whatever, at work. And then he comes back through. He's like back in. Uh, second time they run into each other, she has to do a search again. 
And this time they don't find anything in his bag, but they demand that he goes into a back room. Like Tina, our heroine, is like, there's something up. Like we need to do a full body search on this guy. Wait, is this the guy with the maggots or the pedophile ring guy? Maggot guy. Pedophile ring guy is in jail. Makes Um, sense. Yeah, maggot guy that she's, like, intrigued by, but also apparently a little disturbed by. Um, I mean, I would be a lot disturbed by him. I can't think of a situation where I would find maggots in someone's bag and just be okay with that. I know, you're really like, this seems wrong. Um, So then she gets the male officer to do a full strip search. The male officer comes back and he's visibly upset about the situation. And he's like, let's just say I wasn't the one that should have been doing that strip search. And then Tina finds out that maggot dude is named Forge, apparently like identifies as a man. Theoretically, I don't know that anyone actually like clarified that for sure, but he has a vagina. Oh, and so Tina, being the sweet lady that she is, goes into the room as Vorhe is dressing and apologizes profusely. She's like, I am so sorry. Um, obviously we didn't find anything on you, but like, if you want to file a report with my officer, like my manager or whatever, that would be totally acceptable. I'm really sorry that you went through this. And then he is a creep. He gets like weirdly close to her in this room. And then he, I don't know, asks for like housing recommendations or something. And then she tells him about a hotel that he can stay in, in the town. Cause obviously she like lives ballpark nearby. And he's like, cool. And then he's like, I I don't know. It's like a really weird close interaction in the way that you're like, he's going to like do something that's like not kosher. Yeah. Like it sounds like she should maybe be the one filing the report here. (laughs) Yes. Like first maybe he should have, but then now it's like, "Mm, I don't like what just happened. Um, so, oh man, it's a lot. Uh, then he basically is like, cool, I'm going to be there. Like, feel free to stop by if you're in the mood. And I was just like, oh my god, this is really upsetting. I really don't like this. I know that, like, maybe he looks like you, but he's so creepy. If you're mad horny and you want to fuck next to some maggots, come find me. I'll leave an extra room key at the desk. Um, please don't. Please don't. Um, and so then you go back to her house and... She lives in the woods, so she's, like, living my dream life, except for whatever reason, like, she has a boyfriend who sucks. He is, like, the worst human. I hate him. But he also is a dog breeder, which is, like, personally not a big fan of those people, but, like, it's fine. Whatever. Do your job. Except he also seems, like, horrible. So maybe not quite your dream life. No. Um, the, the dogs, like, do not get along with Tina for whatever reason, so they get, like, very barky and kind of aggressive around her. Which is so sad. But also because, like, you find out later, she seems to have, like, a real solid relationship with, like, the wildlife in the area. Like, she goes into the woods and she just, like, befriends a deer. Like, she is a Disney princess. She just looks, like, not as, like, Disney princess pretty. But she's, like, she's fucking Snow White. (laughs) I don't know. Um, She just lives with one man instead of seven. Yes. And, like, the dogs in the house are apparently not a fan. But everything else is, like, really into it. Um, and so this guy, he's like, oh, he's so gross. He has like 
greasy red long hair that he has tied back in a ponytail like he's got that vibe with like wife beater sweatpants like it's just uh, it's just a real gross whole vibe going on and like you can't really tell if they're like dating at first like for a while I was like are they related is he like a brother is he a roommate like what's going on you find out they're for sure in a relationship but that doesn't say great things about their relationship no it was weird oh yeah notes uh she's friends with a fox and a moose <laughs> yeah so in the background tina's like helping out with the investigation she finds an apartment where um she then like ends up getting in trouble with the people that live there but um it was obviously that like obvious that like some shit was going down there was a baby crying that was not registered with the government so they were like why is there a baby there why is there a baby crying these people shouldn't have a baby and like i know by like registered with the government like like having like a birth certificate is yeah. like registered with the government but that just <laughs> there's something about that phrasing that sounds so creepy <laughs> it does I understand. It was a it was a weird way to say it, but also I think that's the way they phrased it in the movie. Um, also, there's a part where Tina um, helps drive some of her neighbors to the hospital. They're like they run out of their house, and um, the woman is pregnant, and Tina and the guy's like, "Can you drive us to the hospital?" And then Tina drives them to the hospital, and there's this weird scene where she just stops the car while there's this like pregnant lady screaming in the back of the car like in labor and she's like hold on a second because the guy is like telling her to go and then a deer like runs across the road and then she goes again and like they would have hit the deer had she kept going so and she's like psychic snow white she is she's got some skills and so you're like what is going on who's this lady uh and so now they have a baby and then Okay, so Tina goes to see Vorhe in the... I was going to say hospital. He's not in the hospital. He is in the hotel. And um, then she goes up to the side because apparently there's, like, this little wooded area next to it. And she sees him. And he's fucking with maggots again because, like, this maggot guy. Um, that's that's and, what he does. And then he <laughs> offers her a maggot, like, to eat. And she's like, no thanks. And he's like, why not? And she's like, because that's gross. And he's like, who says? And she's like, everyone. And then he Me. eats one. And then he eats one, and she's like, hmm. And then he's like, do you want to try one now? And she's like, yeah, why not? <laughs> I didn't want to try one before, but now that you've eaten one, I would really like to put this live maggot in my mouth. For sure. Let's not chew. Um, Yeah, so then they're, like, having a conversation, and then Tina, because she has an extra house on her property, she offers to let him rent out the guest house. This strange, creepy man. She's just like, yeah, it's really peaceful. Why don't you, like, move into the guest house? Yeah, I met this man at an airport. He eats maggots. I think he would be a great tenant. Yeah, it's just really... It's really strange. Um, Yeah, and so, like, Tina drives him over. He does this thing where he, like, growls at the dogs because the dogs also, like, aren't happy with him. And then he growls at them and they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then they stop being mean to him. Wow. Yeah. 
I, I, that's all I have. <laughs> um, what is that like? Like if you come up on a shark or something, you're supposed to punch it in the nose. <laughs> like that sounds equally as ridiculous. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's exactly like whoever came up with that is the same person. <laughs> uh, so yeah, <laughs> he growls at him, and then he moves into the guest house. I don't know. And there's obviously some like tension, even though everyone is like, I mean, me in my apartment is screaming at the TV, like Tina, you can do better. But Tina didn't hear me. Uh, so <laughs> Tina doesn't have that much common sense. Well, we find out that Tina apparently has this issue where like having penetrative sex is painful for her. And you find this out because her sleazebag boyfriend like tries to crawl on top of her when he's a little bit drunk. And, like, for whatever reason, they have two separate beds. He tries to climb on top of her, and he's like, come on. And he, like, sticks his hand down her pants, and he's like, come on, like, we never do it anymore. And she's like, no, it'll hurt. Like, I don't want to. And she's, like, obviously just not into it. And then he gets a little aggressive, and she fully just, like, throws him off the bed. And you're like, yeah, Tina. Feed him to the dogs. Kick that motherfucker out. Like, we don't like him. You are a Disney princess. You do not deserve this. And make him food for the resident maggots. Yeah. So Tina goes into the woods with Jorge or like she runs into him out in the woods because they're like, they live in a forest. And so it's really beautiful. There's a lot of weird scenes where she's walking around naked in the woods barefoot and like no judgment. But also it seems like your feet really hurt. (laughs) Apparently she's got some like callous motherfucking feet because... Damn. Rocks and sticks and pokey things. Mm hmm. Not for Tina. Also, I don't know, like ticks? <laughs> yeah, I know. Apparently, these things do not infect her. But she's in the woods. I think she's clothed at this point. She runs into Jorge. And then, for whatever reason, because the tension has been brewing, they start to make out. But it's like. So, you know, like how people make out? This isn't what that was. <laughs> as opposed to. So as opposed to, like, a lot of teeth. So it was like, they looked like they were kind of grimacing. I'm also making a face, but, like, you on the listening can't hear it. Um, so they, like, kind of grimace, and their teeth are, like, jutting out a little bit. Like, they're, like, what is it when you, like... They're kind of baring their teeth like a dog does when it gets mad and it's growling. Except then they're, like, shoving their faces together. <laughs> but And then they're kind of opening their mouth and, like, but their teeth are clicking together. Like, that sounds like what would happen if you tried to, like, program androids to kiss. <laughs> yes. But they didn't really, like, understand how that was supposed to work. Like, that sounds so unsettling yeah i mean like i thought my first makeout session was probably the most horrifying experience and then i watched this and i was like you know what sorry bro um i know i talked a lot of shit about that experience with you but like you were better than this fucking troll guy like as much as you know too much tongue is a problem i never thought i would have to worry about too much teeth i know not in that context anyway no yeah, definitely not there. You anticipate that, like, you're not worried that your tongue's gonna get bitten off. I know, especially, it, it was just weird to imagine as, like, a person that had braces. Like, that just felt dangerous. Ooh, yeah. 
That's how you end up in a cartoon with your braces hooked to another person. I know. That's like, we all heard the tales when we were in middle school of people that were making out and had to go to the hospital. I've never heard of that actually happening to a real person. I've seen it on TV so many times. No, it was always like a tale that I heard. I remember I didn't make out with anyone when I had braces. I was not doing a whole lot back then. But yeah, it was... I remember being terrified, like, the, especially if someone else had braces, too. I was like, yeah, no. So it's one of those things like kids taking tap dance. I never knew anyone that took tap dance, but that was a joke in almost every TV show I watched. Yeah. And now I'm beginning to think the tap dancers are a myth. Probably. Yeah, but just, like, the thought of, like, baring my teeth and shoving my face at someone else just, like, is so unsettling. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just a really weird scene. But then, like, that, like, really strange makeout session turned into, like, a really hot makeout session, apparently. But, like, it didn't it didn't turn into something that, like, anyone else would perceive as a hot makeout session. But apparently Tina and Vorhe were, like, really into it. And so all of a sudden, then, like... They're starting to, like, take their clothes off, and, like, at this point, it's your understanding that there are two people with vaginas, which, like, there's a lot of things you can do with that, if that's your thing. There are many things, except, like, Tina is kind of thrusting her pelvis at, or his pelvis, which, like, whatever, is your thing. I don't know how things work. I don't know how things that I do work (laughs) most of the time, (laughs) but, um, is... then you get this really weird close-up of her growing a penis, except it's like... What? (laughs) Except it's also... It looks like um, a zoo... Not... Like a fast-paced version of, like, a vine growing, because it's also, like, really, really narrow. Is everything we talk about going to involve women growing penises? Maybe. (laughs) Uh... No, one is a fish grows a penis. Uh, spoilers for next time. <laughs> if you haven't seen The Shape of Water. <laughs> fucking, you guys are in for a treat. But, yeah, no, I think this is the last one, in to my knowledge, of things that I have currently seen that I remember where a lady grows a penis. So, she grows a dick, she fucks the shit out of Jorge, and he's, like, really into it. I mean, I guess if I grew a dick one day... You would want to, like, test that out with enthusiasm. I mean, also, I feel like I would really just want to pee with a penis. Like, the idea of being able to pee standing up. Yeah. Like, it, and especially in a public restroom. Like, you don't even have to get unclothed. You don't have to do that, like, thing where you hover over the toilet because it's, like, a super gross public restroom. And you're like, this mm. is how people get sick. It'd be so much this faster. This is how you get HIV. <laughs> it is not, to be clear. Yes, in case you were unaware, that's absolute bullshit. But it's the thing that we all heard in, like, the third grade. And and then some people heard in the 80s. It's not real. It's If you need to know how it's transmitted, this is not that podcast. But also, like, fucking Google some shit. It's, the real information is on, like, a medical website. Do yourself and everyone a favor. Also, please don't have sex until you understand how it gets transmitted. <laughs> um, so, 
Tina Buxom, I think, to my knowledge, her penis, like, retracts. So it's, like, not a constant thing in her life. I mean, if we're being honest, that is the ideal design for a penis. For sure. It is completely ridiculous that human penises do not retract. (laughs) It would be so annoying. You just have this, like, floppy member. It's, like, completely (laughs) pointless, except sometimes. It is completely exposed. It's a terrible design. Men are so proud of it, but honestly, I feel like a vagina is a much better design. It's a lot safer, at least. (laughs) 100%. um, Oh, yeah, anyway. So, oh, I wrote, there's a lot of growling, uh, I think, during the sex. Somehow that's not surprising, given the amount of teeth smashing that has already happened. Yeah, it's a lot of, like, deep-in-your-throat growls for these two. Uh, apparently it's, like, a real, um... I was gonna say cock teaser, but neither of them had a cock until... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's how you grow one. <gasps> that's all oh you God. have to do to, like, coax it out. <laughs> okay, to my future partner, can you just growl at me a lot and, like, let's see what happens. Uh, Learn the mating call. Just kidding. Of the elusive retractable penis. <laughs> it's like, do we all just have a penis that's waiting for a good growl to come out? I, I think no. It's disappointing. It's disappointing, but it's also worth a shot. Let's fucking experiment this shit. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So they're like laying in the woods together, on the ground in the woods naked. Uh, and, you know, that seems super uncomfortable. But then at this point, finally, we are into the part of the movie where Boyhe explains they're trolls. And Tina totally just buys into it because, she, I mean, like, she just grew a dick and she's been eating maggots. And, like, why not? You know, if I grew a dick one day out of nowhere and someone told me I was a troll, I think I would believe them. You know, honestly, I think I'd believe anything at that point. I'd be like, I'm an alien? Cool. Sure. That makes about as much sense as anything else that has happened. Yeah. Can you also, me- I would like to reiterate ticks. Let's not lay naked in the woods. Oh my god, can you imagine? So, there are orifices things can get into. Yeah. Also, mosquito bites. It's just very inconvenient. It's so painful. And then there's, like, a lot of scenes where there are two of them, or maybe it's just one really long scene, but the two of them are just, like, running around naked in the woods. Because, like, why not? As you do. <laughs> also, we find out that Vorhe deeply hates people like he hates humans he has a really big vendetta against them he basically wants to watch the world burn so same i get it (laughs) i don't know he's not wrong hashtag he's not wrong but also his methods are up for some he can be contended um (laughs) tina also has grown up with humans and was like fully not aware of her, uh, what species she was, and that she was different from people, so she was like, I don't understand why you hate them, but she found out that, like, in the 80s, there had been a lot of experiments done on her people, and that, like, the reason she doesn't know her biological parents is because they likely died in a psychiatric institution where people were doing research on them. Yikes. And so, obviously, her dad wasn't really her dad, and all of the information about that. So, like, she obviously was, like, pretty upset. She gets very mad when she finds out about her parents 
and like what likely happened to them. And she gets kind of pissed off at all of the people. She kicks out her boyfriend. She visits her dad in his like old folks home. He's obviously like got dementia or something at this point. But she tries, so it's like, oh, there's a really sad scene where she goes and she's trying to get information from him. Like, what happened? Like, who are my parents? How did you know them? And then he gets, like, very distressed because obviously he's, like, very mentally fragile at this point and he can't help her. And so then she gets mad, kicks out her boyfriend. Uh, About time. I know. Also, I was like, thank god i almost felt bad for him because the scene was so intense and she was like you leave now and it's like the middle of the night and he's like what and i was like yeah no you're an abusive piece of shit i don't want to feel bad for you this is my training as a lady to feel bad but you have earned this and then oh my god so tina goes into Voorhees' place because she's like he's hiding something something's going on and so a thing that you had seen the day before uh, Vorhe is like on his bed in the guest house and he is in like serious physical pain and you're like I don't know what is happening and then he leaves and is just like distraught and you kind of think that maybe he like gave birth or something I mean that would not be the strangest thing that has happened so far oh it gets a little bit weirder than that so Tina's like kind of poking around his house and she's like why is the fridge duct taped closed this sounds like the time when you open it up and you find, like, a body. Yeah, that's kind of what I was waiting for. Tina opens it up, and she finds, in what looks kind of like a shoebox, a thing that almost looks like a baby, but, like, a fetus, and it's really squishy. And then, like, she pokes it, and it fully, like, indents. Oh, that's not right. It's not right. It's, like, almost clay-like. It's eyes are closed. It's like not, it's definitely not an infant. Like it's not a newborn. It's, it looks like almost a fully formed fetus though. And it's a little bit fucked up looking. Huh. It, it's like, I think it's because it's supposed to kind of look like one of their babies and not. Mm. So it's a troll baby? It's not a troll baby. So know. then uh, you find out that... Vorhe is part of the pedophile ring. He's like one of the higher ups in it, and he's actually like the person that's like coordinating humans to like do his bidding. So there are humans that are in the ring, but basically, this is his way of getting back at humans by stealing the babies and putting them in these like. I don't know if they ever explained that it was actually a pedophile ring or if it was just like they're just stealing children and selling them, and like whatever happens, happens. But like, what the fuck did the babies do? Go kill the adults. Leave the babies alone. They didn't do this. Also, even the adults at this point were children at the time that, like, the horrible things happened. Granted, you could maybe assume that they would have participated, but, like, you don't know that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so there's all that. You find out that this thing that was in the fridge is actually, like, you know how, like, we have a period and we let out an egg? We as in, like, Taylor and I, because Taylor and I are humans. Uh, the trolls version of human ladies that have periods, whatever. Um, the human, the troll men, women, I don't know, gender. I don't know if they do either. Um, rather than like periods where you like bleed stuff out and you like shed your uterine lining, they fully give birth basically to like a fetus. That's the most distressing thing I have ever heard in my life. Can you even imagine? 
Dude. I don't even like having a period. That's like your life is an episode of I didn't know I was pregnant, but it happens every goddamn month. Uh, yeah, and I'm not sure if it's like a once a month thing. They didn't explain how often the cycles were, but that is my understanding. What do you do with it? I mean, apparently he just stuck it in a fridge. <laughs> but like, do you bury it? Do you flush it down a toilet? Do you eat it? That's so... You just have this weird non-baby thing that just came out of you. Oh, I don't like that at all. Wait for it. So, you know what this motherfucker does with those things? None of the things you suggested. You remember how it was a little bit squishy? As if it were clay that could be molded into a shape. Do you see where I'm going? This motherfucker molded into the shape of babies that he plans on stealing. He replaces the babies with this thing which will die briefly because it is essentially an unfertilized egg. And then he steals the baby to put it in the pedophile ring so there is no tracing the missing babies. He's not stealing babies from people that don't want them. He's stealing babies from families that love their children and he's making them think that the infants have died. So there's a lot to unpack there, but let's start with, um, that's very impressive from a technical standpoint that he can sculpt these things into like reasonable facsimiles of these babies. I know, especially because they have to look like the particular baby. Yeah, and like all babies look like decently similar, but they're, they have enough distinct features that you would have to have a pretty good concept of like sculpture in general. Mm-hmm. Wow. There's... wow. Yeah, I failed to mention that there is this whole scene where, like, Vorham meets the neighbors that have a baby, and he's like, oh, you have a baby. So cute, and you're like, this is a really disturbing interaction. I don't know, like, you didn't know at that point what he was up to, but you were like, ooh. And so you find out that he has replaced the neighbor's baby with one of these fetus things, because Tina goes over, and their baby that was very healthy as of, like, an hour earlier was all of a sudden, like, barely breathing and obviously very sick. And the mom was, like, distraught because she had just left for a minute to go check the mail or something. Came back and was like, I don't understand what happened. And, like, like do they notice the lack of elasticity in this non-baby? Like, did they end up poking this thing and being like, huh, there's a dent there. There shouldn't be a dent there. I feel like Vorhe must have done something to it so it wasn't, like, that moldable anymore. But, I'm like, also, it wasn't fully explained, like, how that worked. It was just, you're just supposed to, like, troll suspend... Troll magic? Yeah, troll magic. Suspend disbelief and just believe that Vorhe fucking knows what he's doing. So, yeah, I, I just need to sit with that for a minute. I feel all wrong inside. I know, it was really... <laughs> it's also, like, really unsettling to watch... Yeah, I don't think I would want visuals of that. No, really. Um, spoiler alert, guys. I'm not going to recommend that you watch this. I also would really recommend you avoid any images <laughs> of this. Because I feel like the descriptions I've given you are everything you need. Maybe more than you need, honestly. <laughs> Probably more than you need, honestly. Uh, maybe whatever you came up with in your brain is worse than what I just said, but like, I, or like what I've seen, but I feel like probably not. Um, 
And so Tina finds out about this. She's pissed. She is super mad at Jorge. And she's like, I'm gonna get this motherfucker back. How dare he steal children? Like, the, and this is how you know that Tina is a real heroine because she... <laughs> because she doesn't support the kidnap of infants. That is all that is required to be a heroine. Yeah. I mean, also, like, here's what happens. She also, in her, I don't know, in her customs officer job, her moonlighting as also a detective, I guess, um, she gets a note from Borge that is like, hey, meet me on the boat. Apparently the thing that she was, like, a customs person for was a boat. Um, and so, meet her on the boat. And he is just waiting there for her and she shows up and they have a talk and you you have a moment where you're like Tina did you do this are you are you this person and then no uh Tina just talks with him for a brief moment and then she's like nope sorry about this and then officers go to arrest him and he kind of looks at her and he's like I'll see you later and then he jumps off the boat but it's on a double-decker boat so he lands on the first deck of it the officers like run down to chase him again, and then he <laughs> leaps off into the water. I just, I know that this probably was not played off as a comedy, but in my mind, he tried to be super smooth and be like, I'll see you later, went to jump into the water, and then just face planted on the first deck of this boat. Basically. Um, yeah. I feel like that's a better image than, like, what I had, but. <laughs> yeah. So then. Oh, yeah, she apologizes for trying to get him arrested. He jumps off. There's that really weird comical bit that I don't think was intended to be a comedy. And then, so she's living alone in her house. She's in the same house that, like, she's been in the whole time, except now she doesn't have a dickhead living with her. So everything's great. Everything seems great. You're like, oh, yay for Tina. Tina's really, like, lived a rough life. Now she can just be Snow White in the woods by herself. Like, the queen that she is. And just then her and her troll penis. Her, her troll penis, her moose, and fox friends. And, you, like, I don't know. I really didn't describe it well enough, but Tina really does, like, is a fairly likable character, even though she... Her choice in men is like worse than mine and honestly like if people that listen to this might not all know but like god damn i have some shit taste in men god help the person who watches this and thinks that her taste in men is better than theirs <laughs> oh man if you do honey go to therapy i really like i cannot advocate enough there are resources for you because that's such a low bar. I feel like anyone has better taste in men than a person who fucks a guy who kidnaps babies and replaces them with clay period secretions. I don't even know. Yeah, that's a whole thing. So, like, you, you think everything's fine. You're like, okay, we're going to close out on that. Mm -mm. Uh, Tina gets a box. It's a very large box. There a baby in the box. <laughs> There's a baby in the box. There's a troll oh, baby no. in the box. Because Tina had apparently fertilized Vorhe's next egg. So it is Tina and Vorhe's love child. And if I... Mm. Ladies, if you grow a penis, condoms still work. You should still have safe sex. 
safe sex 100% of the time. Also, it, th this baby was the creepiest motherfucking baby. <laughs> Creepier I, than you think normal babies are? Yeah. Also, for context, I find all human children to be deeply disturbing, but <laughs> that, that troll baby really challenged how creepy I thought children could be, because goddamn, uh, it looked like a baby, but also like a demon, and it had a beard. <laughs> <laughs> why not why wouldn't it have a beard um yeah and then there's also a postcard from Vorhe in it that he's like found the other troll people in like I don't know Switzerland or something he like hopes that she can join him was Vorhe a transgender troll or do all trolls have vaginas and grow these weird penises I don't know because the only trolls that we met were Vorhe and Tina. Like, I feel like I had the same question with the mushroom people, and they do not answer. No, um, they also don't answer here. You are not provided information. I feel like the concept of gender for mushroom people and trolls now, apparently, uh, at least trolls in this universe, we will discuss trolls in a different universe, which I don't think have the same sort of biology as these ones um but Rest assured if you go to see the animated trolls movie you should not expect them to grow penises fingers crossed so now it's just tina living alone in the woods with her demon troll baby that looks like a middle-aged man Mm-hmm. sure why not that feels uh like like everything so just, like, some final notes. In case you didn't think before and you failed to really take note when I said it at the beginning, Swedish people are weird and they cannot be trusted. Groups of blonde people, I say this as a blonde people, should not be trusted. <laughs> D don't do it. Um, also, the language, because border for your information in, in the event that anyone is, like, psychotic enough to want to watch this movie... <laughs> or you happen to anyway. Uh, it is a foreign film, so it's in Swedish originally, and you have to watch for subtitles, which, oh my god, is so much pressure for me because I love to just look at my phone or wander around when I have a movie on. Like, you have to pay attention every second, particularly in this movie. I think even if it was in English, you would have to pay attention every second. <laughs> Yeah, like, I've been intending to watch Parasite for a while, in case we need to date this, like, podcast. It's 2020, and Parasite's apparently, like, a very good movie right now. Um, but it is also a foreign film, and you have to read the subtitles, and it's another one where you have to pay attention. And I'm like, I don't have this capacity right now. <laughs> um, but also, it's such a strange language, because it also occasionally, like, I don't know if you've ever listened to Dutch for very long, but I was confused and I thought it was Dutch because sometimes what happens when you're listening to Dutch is all of a sudden you'll be like, did I learn a foreign language? Because they'll have <laughs> full sentences that are like in English. The Swedes do the same thing. There will be like phrases or sentences that are in English and then they start to speak <laughs> Swedish again. And you're like, do I know Swedish? Part of me wants to watch a Swedish movie, not this one, <laughs> just to have the experience of looking up and thinking that I have spontaneously learned a foreign language. <laughs> yeah, it's really, uh, 
You could also watch a Dutch film. This I, I can't speak to all <laughs> European languages, but I do know that Swedish and Dutch, apparently, based on my studies, uh, will occasionally do some strange things to you. Uh, yeah, but overall, I mean, like, Tina seemed cool, and I would advise to watch at your own risk. So, like, probably don't. But, I don't know. You've been warned. <laughs> yeah, I think I've gotten everything I need to about this movie. <laughs> yeah, hope everyone else has, too. Really, like, it wasn't a significantly shorter version, but, like, you at least didn't get the visuals I had to subject myself to. So if you want something that you would actually like to read, that we do in fact recommend, uh, there is a book. It is called Unwind by Neil Schusterman. The concept of the book is it's a young adult dystopian novel where all abortions have been made illegal, but as a concession, once you have a child and they reach the age of 13, I believe... Mm -hmm. You can make the decision to have them unwound, which basically means that they become live, full-body organ donors, and all of the parts of their bodies are given to people that need them. It's a very interesting and, like, occasionally disturbing book, but it does give... It's a little more relevant to society than troll people. I don't know, maybe troll people are relevant to society. I am not... <laughs> Clearly, like, I am not educated enough to appreciate this movie because it has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, like, I just don't have refined taste. But, for a quality book, Unwind by Neil Schusterman <laughs> would recommend. Uh, I can also say as someone that has also read the book now uh, by Taylor's recommendation, really good book. I've watched Porter and read that book and would 100% recommend that book over this movie. Uh, yeah, I think super interesting. Great concept. Occasionally, you're like, oh, but in a way that like really uh, pushes the story forward and not just for the sake of like trying to disturb you. Whereas like, I think this movie occasionally was really just trying to like make you shit your pants for no reason. So... <laughs> It sounds like it probably succeeded for some people. <laughs> for sure. I mean, like, I can imagine if I just had some, like, really spicy curry and then I watched this, like, things would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully. Uh, I don't know what I ate, but it was not, like, shit your pants food, so. We good. We good. Okay. Uh... Thanks for sticking it out. We hope this has been less horrifying for you than it was for us. Consider following us on Twitter at ShroomlandPod and on Instagram at Shroomland Podcast. We also love to get recommendations for other strange things you may want us to go over, so feel free to DM your recommendations or email us at shroomlandpodcast at gmail.com. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps other people who might be into this weird stuff find our podcast. And remember, don't do drugs. Read books or watch movies written or directed by people that were definitely on drugs. Or for your own sanity, maybe don't. Da 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 da, da Shroomland. <laughs>